When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show. Live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Um holy moly, it has been sheer craziness and absolute pandelirium for the last couple of days. And oh my goodness, we have Kanye's lost his mind, which as a person who lives in a house, all kinds of crazy and mental health and behavioral health issues that, you know, had to be handled with some, you know, some semblance of care and modicum of discretion. Kanye needs help. He needs lots of help. But before I get into all the insanity for the last, I don't know, the last week that's been popping up in the news, let me tell you about coffee. Yes, that's right. Every week. Oh, pardon me. I, I remember last week I started my lungs rock full of hate and discontent, but I'm still getting over a little bit. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Those of you who know I love coffee, and you know that out of the goodness of my heart and without taking a dime. Because ACAS says I can't have paid sponsorships when I air the podcast. So, I don't get paid for this, but I will tell you all about American Pride Roasters, some of the finest coffee that you can get in these glorious United States. They are small batch roasted, many a times to order. Um... It's a great blend of small batch beans are bought and shipped in from around the world to a little town in Iowa where they're roasted ground to order and shipped out to you. Such great, great blends named after amazing American heroes. Uh, you have the Dolly Madison blend. It's like a dessert coffee. It's, I, I have friends who absolutely love it. Um, Maybe you're into nuts. You like the macadamia nuts. You like that Hawaiian flavor. Might I suggest the At The Mic uh, blend, named after my friend Keith Malinak at The Blaze, because he really loves macadamia nuts. So he's uh, he has his own, his own coffee. Um, maybe one day they'll make like a, a bourbon-flavored coffee, you know, for me. I, I don't know. That's up to Dave, but... So many, uh, so many great flavors. I am a huge fan of the uh, Frederick Douglass Roast as well as the Teddy Roosevelt Blend. But check them out. Uh, every coffee has a great story behind it and about why 
that particular person was chosen to, you know, have a blend named after the after them. So check it out, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. When you make your order, you'll see special instructions there uh, to say, hey, I heard about it on the Tyler Morgan Show podcast. And just that way they know, hey, he's still talking about our stuff and he's sending folks our way. So American Pride Roasters, APRCoffee.com, historically great coffee. And I was going to hit my bump music there, but I didn't switch my board over to the appropriate side. Hey, look, bump music. All right, so getting into the insanity, this week we were given from the gods of Twitter. Okay, not really the gods of anything, but from the one, the only Elon Musk, he released the first batch of, quote, the Twitter files. And it has been absolutely insane. You want to talk about... When does a conspiracy stop being a conspiracy and start being fact? Or when does, it stop, when does a conspiracy theory become, you realize that, oh, this is just a teaser trailer for what's coming up. See, there has been talk and rumors of collusion between big tech and government and this, that, and the other for the last, well, I'm going to say two years because we're, we're going to handle specifically dealing with covid and obviously the 2020 election. And, whoo, uh, Cuddy Sark is a little, little spicy. Um, but with all this has been going on, talk of collusion, people trying to shut down accounts for whatever reason, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, all this has been... Oh, well, yeah, 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 it's not a conspiracy. You're crazy. It is not like that. Well, I said Elon released the first batch of the Twitter documents. And there was a lot to go through. And when in, and when you're not a full-time journalist, you have to find someone who is and has the time to actually kind of digest it and break it down for you. Fortunately, uh... Reporter Matt Taibbi has done that. Now, Matt Taibbi, he's not always a 100% to the right. He's not always 100% to the left. He is a I call balls and strikes kind of journalist. If you don't like his reporting, it's probably because it go it cuts against whatever you believe. And, uh, ta- oh my gosh, uh, I lost my own ears. Oh, there we go. Oh, man. But uh, Matt has done a great job breaking this stuff down, and he went on an epic tweet thread uh, yesterday, and I'm going to go through it, and I will censor because there is some stuff where he's drawing quotes from emails and just the way he sums some of the stuff up. It's a little salty for you know the show that I try to keep at PG-13 because, you know, reasons, although... It's a story I'm going to get to later today. It really pushes the boundaries of good taste and PG-13. But save that for later. All right, so Matt Taibbi writing yesterday, thread the Twitter files. And it's in all caps, so I'm assuming he's writing it like this. 
What you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter Files tell an incredible story from inside of one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is a Frankensteinian tale of human-built mechanism grown out of the control of its designer. Twitter, in its conception, was a brilliant tool for enabling instant mass communication, making a true real-time global conversation possible for the first time. In an early conception, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people, quote, the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. End quote. As time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters. Slowly, over time, Twitter staff and executives began to find more and more uses for these tools. Outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate speech as well. First a little, then more often, then constantly. Uh, by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another, uh, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back handled. And then there's a picture of, you know, more to review from the Biden team. It actually has the, the links to the tweets. Celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. Go into it and look. And here, additional report from DNC. That would be the Democratic National Convention. Featuring, hey, report. we want you to check on this tweet from Stephen Luhuan. Stephen Luhuan. And... Everybody's favorite, real James Woods. Both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign were received and honored. However, this system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation. There were more channels, more ways to complain open to the left, well, Democrats, than the right. Then it goes to, has a link to opensecrets.org. And, do, 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 contributions, lobbying, outside spending, blah, blah, blah. It, it's basically their, shows where they've been giving money to. Rokana. Raphael Warnock, Democratic Party of Wisconsin, Charles Booker, Sherry Beasley, Mandela Barnes. And and this, where it linked to, is the 2022 cycle. And then there's, you know, obviously, a, a picture of contributions by party of recipient, 997 3% to Dems, 98.47 to Dems, 96.38% to Dems, going back from 2022, 2020, and 2018. Uh, the resulting slant in constant moderation, de moderation decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, 
It's also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse me. There was more throat querying about the process, but screw it. Let's jump forward. The Twitter Files Part 1. How and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story. On October 14, 2020, New York Post published Biden's secret emails, an expose based on the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Link to that story in the tweet. Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. They even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool hitherto reserved for extreme cases, e.g. child pornography. White House spokeswoman Kayleigh McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn, who seethed, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. And this is the email that was received by Twitter from Mike Hahn. Kayleigh McEnany, at Kayleigh McEnany, has been locked out from her account for simply talking about the New York Post story. All she did was cite the story in first-hand reporting that has been reported by other outlets and not disputed by the Biden campaign. I need an answer immediately on when and how she will be unlocked. I also don't appreciate how nobody on this team called me regarding the news that you'll be censoring news articles. Like I said, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. I mean, no uncertain terms there. Dude, what the F? This led to public policy executive Caroline Strom to send out a polite WTF query. Several employees know that there was tension between the comms slash policy teams who had little or less control over moderation and the safety slash trust teams. Then there's a screenshot. Hi, team. Are you able to take a closer look here? Thank you. Strom's note returned the, returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for violation of the company's hacked materials policy. And it goes into uh, yeah, the Wayback Machine on this link. Do, 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 do. My internet's slow. I don't know how I'm streaming because my phone is slower than crap. And then it has... Uh, Goes to the Twitter policy from back then. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for reaching out to us. Per checking, the user was bounced by site integrity for violating the hack materials policy. Adding them here for further insights and guidance. Thanks. Elaine Ong Sato, Ops Analyst, Global Escalations Team. Although several sources recalled hearing about a general warning from federal law enforcement about that summer, about possible foreign hacks, there's no evidence that I've seen of any government involvement in the laptop story. In fact, that might have been the problem. The decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, with former head of legal policy and trust Vijay J. Gaddy, or Vijaya Gaddy, I'm sorry, playing a key role. Quote, they just freelanced it, end quote, is how one of the is how one former employee characterized the decision. Um, hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold, but no one had the guts to reverse it. You can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchange, which ends ends up including 
Gaddy and former Trust and Safety Chief Yoel Roth, Comms official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this as unsafe. I'm not going to read all that. Uh, By this point, everyone knew this was effed. One former employee, but the response was essentially to err on the side of continuing to err. Former VP of Global Comms, Brandon Borman, asked, "Uh, can we truthfully claim this is part of the policy? To which former Deputy General Counsel Jim Baker again seemed to advise saying, staying the non-course because caution is warranted. And this is uh, the full, a, a paragraph from that email. New, privileged, and confidential. I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked. At this stage, however, it is reasonable for us to assume they may have been and that caution is warranted. There are some facts that indicate that the materials have been hacked, while there are others indicating that the computer was either abandoned and or the owner consented to allow the repair shop to access it for at least some purposes. We simply need more information. Right. A fundamental problem with tech companies and consent moderation. Many people in charge of speech know and care little about speech and have to be told the basics by outsiders. To wit, I love it, he has the phrase, to wit. In one, ex- one humor exchange on day one, Democratic Congressman Ro Connor reaches out to Gaddy to gently suggest she hop on the phone to talk about the backlash re-speech. Connor was the only Democratic official I could find in the files who expressed concerns. Rokana, uh, generating huge backlash on Hill, RE speech. Happy to chat if you're up for it. Best, Roe, sent from my iPhone. Gaddy replies quickly, immediately diving into the weeds of Twitter policy, unaware Kana is more worried about the Bill of Rights. Hi, Congressman Kana. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate the heads up. We put out a clarifying thread of tweets earlier this evening to, to explain our policy around the posting of private information and linking directly to the hacked materials. The press secretary's account was not permanently suspended. We requested that she delete the tweet containing material that is in violation of our rules and her account is restricted until she complies. I'd be happy to jump on the phone if helpful. My team in D.C., Jessica and Lauren, are copied here and also available to discuss. Conda tries to reroute the conversation to the First Amendment, mention of which is generally hard to find in the files. Holy cow, this is actually a fairly long email. Hope you're well, Vijaya. But this seems a violation of the First Amendment principles. If there's a hack of classified information or other information that could expose a serious war crime and New York Times was to publish it, I think New York Times should have that right. A journalist should not be held accountable for the illegal actions of the source unless they actively aided the hack. So, to restrict the distribution of that material, especially regarding a presidential candidate, 
seems not in keeping of the principles of New York Times versus Sullivan. I say this is a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do anything wrong. But the story has now become more about censorship than relatively innocuous emails and has become a bigger deal than it would have been. It's also now leading to serious efforts to, cur- to curtail Section 230, many of which would have been a mistake. I believe Twitter itself should curtail what it recommends or puts in trending news. And your policy against QAnon groups is all good. It's a hard balance. But in the heat of a presidential campaign, restricting dissemination of newspaper articles, even if New York Post is far right, seems like it will invite more backlash than it will do good. Please keep this communication between just us and no need to CC the team or forward to them. Weird. Funny how a congressman who seems to be all about the Constitution and the First Amendment, suddenly he, he, he doesn't want other members of the team knowing about the communications? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But this thread goes on and on. Within a day, head of public policy, Lauren Culbertson, receives a ghastly letter slash report from Carl Zabo of of the research firm NetChoice, which had already pulled 12 members of Congress, nine Republicans, three Democrats, from the House Judiciary Committee to Representative Judy Chu's office. NetChoice lets Twitter know that a bloodbath awaits the upcoming Hill hearings, with members saying it's a tipping point, complaining tech has grown so big they can't even regulate themselves, so government may need to intervene. This is absolute insanity. And for the last two years, if you mentioned anything about it, oh my gosh, it's a conspiracy theory. And yet, as this comes out, where, and this is just happened to deal with, you know, the Hunter Biden story. What other stuff, like, say, I don't know, COVID. I w- that's what I really am looking forward to. Because, oh, speaking of COVID, you want to talk about more conspiracy stuff? You want, um, we all know, we all saw, if you said on social media, oh, well, you know, you just need to, you just need more vitamin D. Take more vitamin D. You could get slapped down in a heartbeat. Even though new study found 80% of COVID-19 patients were vitamin D deficient. This article is from Ah, uh, yes, October of 2020. But here's the here's the thing where it goes from where does the conspiracy stop? When does conspiracy theory stop? And when does it suddenly, oh, everything that people were calling a conspiracy theory, that was just a preview of things to come. Well, in this case, it, people were getting slapped down six ways from Sunday if they had said anything against the, the precious jabs. 
the clot shots. Now, I'll be 100% honest with you. I have had the clot shots. And exactly nearly 90 days to the day of the second shot, guess what? I got COVID. I know I wasn't boosted, but perhaps if I was, my symptoms wouldn't have been as nearly severe. Not that my symptoms kept me from going and sitting in my truck by myself at work and doing my best to avoid human contact. I mean, the absolute gall of government trying to restrict speech to the point where now I'm not saying it was the FTC's idea. I'm not saying that Congress just came up with it out of the blue. I'm not saying the CEO, the CEO, the chief horse doctor in charge of Pfizer or the head honchos at Moderna or Anthony Fauci or Deborah Burks or anyone else heavily lobbied Congress to uh, make an amendment to the uh, Federal Trade Commission Act, which would allow the Federal Trade Commission to go after anyone who would be advertising any kind of uh, over-the-counter remedies, herbal remedies that they said would be good for the treatment or prevention of COVID-19. Like I said, in October of 2020, I tossed the paper in the floor, and this is from Healthline. This is medical reporting from Healthline. See that? Now that I found 8% of COVID. So, in 2020, we were finding out, huh, 80% of these people who are dying are low on vitamin D. So it would make sense. Well, they're low on vitamin D. Maybe if we take more vitamin D, it'll help out. Fast forward to 2021, just a few short months after this article, a chiropractor in St. Louis, Missouri, starts you know, he sells his own lines of zinc, which had already been, people started seeing it. Hey, if you take zinc, it's kind of like the cold. You take zinc early, it knocks the crap out. You get better faster. And then, you know, so he's selling uh, supplements that are zinc and vitamin D and advertising that it is as if, saying, advertising that it says, as effective as the vaccination at preventing COVID and for and it helps with the treatment of COVID. Nothing extraordinary. However, because of the extraordinary efforts made by those to protect, I, I don't want to say that because that would be a conspiracy theory, but... With the uh, alterations made to the Federal Trade Commission Act, now not only could the FTC come and swat you around and go, hey, can't say that. They can fine you. They can monetarily punish you for having the audacity to say, hey, this, we believe that these vitamin D pills will be better at preventing you from getting covid 
than the poison shot. Again, I've had the poison shot, so I got duped. But the fact of the matter is, now you have the FTC going after this guy, and it's not just going after his business. They're going after him personally, which I'm pretty sure that's the reason why you file as an LLC. That way they can't come after you personally, but I guess it's the government. They can do whatever the hell they want. But in light of this, in light of this lawsuit against this, this chiropractor, I found this on uh, Epic Times. New study on vitamin D combating COVID. All right. Want well, a simple, low-cost way to help protect you from COVID infection, hospitalization, and death without getting a jab? This new large-scale study with not eight mice like the jab. Not eight mice. 220,265 patients confirms it works and has no side effects, even though it was written off as misinformation during the pandemic. Story at a glance. Researchers from Johns Hopkins University, keep in mind, Johns Hopkins is the poster child of progressive medical schools. Johns Hopkins is what Woodrow Wilson wanted Princeton to be. If that tells you anything about how freaking progressive Johns Hopkins is. The University of Chicago, again, not exactly a bastion of right-wing educational uh, intellectual intelligentsia. And the Department of Veterans Health Affairs, again, a bunch of dumb bureaucrats who don't give a rat's anus if I fall over and die from combat-related injuries. Conducted a large-scale pharmacoepidemiologic study of the association between vitamin D and COVID-19 infection and mortality. Those who took vitamin D2 supplements had a 28% lower risk of COVID-19 infection, while those taking vitamin D3 had a 20% lower risk. Death from COVID-19 was also lower among those taking vitamin D, 33% lower, taking those among those taking vitamin D3 and 25% lower among those taking vitamin D2. If the entire U.S. population in 2020 had supplemented with vitamin D3, it could have prevented, uh, well, this says would have, prevent 4 million COVID-19 cases and 116,000 deaths. Uh, for those of you who are not following this live, over in the uh, stream chat, Kim says Nuremberg Trial 2.0 needs to happen. Yes. For two years, if, like, hey, I've heard that hydroxychloroquine is really good at fighting COVID if you get on it early. Oh, my God, you can't do that. It's going to kill you. I've heard that ivermectin is really good at fighting COVID. The FDA puts out an article on their website that says, you're not a horse, don't take ivermectin. Fast forward a year and a half, 
Oh, yeah, no, we, we, we never said uh, to don't take it. Uh, we never said you shouldn't. We, uh, we just suggested. Really? That's called gaslighting, you freaking boobs. You can't say you're not a horse. Don't take this. Speaking authorita- authoritatively on the issue and then turn around and say, oh, we were just making a suggestion. Oh, my gosh. Just calm it down. They, they say, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. Every time the science shows that they were wrong, they ignore it. And then they start point at you and go, oh, well, we were telling you this all along. No, no, you weren't. It's the reason why I, I had it in here a little, uh, here it is. Yes. Remember, everyone has to wear a mask. Everyone has to wear a mask. Masks prevent spreading COVID. Dude, what does this mask say? 99% ineffective. You can get yours at relentlessdaring.com slash shop. Um, the fact of the matter is, we have been lied to, we have been pushed around, we've been kicked around, we have been called conspiracy theorists because our own government would rather see us die than admit that they were wrong. Which, oddly enough, that seems to be the story with many, many, many governments throughout human history. They would rather you die than admit they were wrong such as Robert Mugabe taking over farms and turning control of said farms in Zimbabwe over to political cronies. Then there's a famine where millions of people die because the government won't admit, uh, yeah, maybe kicking these white farmers who know what they're doing off the land to give it to a political, political hacks is a great idea. Maybe we should have left them in charge. Weird. Or when uh, Mao implemented his five-year plan and six million Chinese starved to death over his brilliant reimagining of agriculture. And then he doubled down. Or how about the Holomador, where on top of, you know, just taking, you know, Stalin taking the the food from the Ukrainians, he had them working the soil in such a way where crops could not grow well and the dirt just eroded away, causing, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, mass famines and starvations. This goes on and on because your government hates you. The only thing that you are to the government is a source for a paycheck because they take your income and then say, you know what? Go screw yourself. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, it might help if I turn my microphone back on. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of live streaming. Oh, shoot me now. Um, anyways, speaking of shooting things, Hunter Biden. No, he hasn't shot anybody. As far as I know, he hasn't been shooting up any dope, just running just run, running rails of blow off the uh the backsides of Eastern European hookers. <clears throat> Dang, these sciences got me. Anyways, um, as we know, Hunter Biden had some issues with lying on a federal form about when trying to buy a firearm. Yes, that's right. When asked if he was addicted or actively using an illicit subject, he said, no, I'm not I'm not using any illicit drugs. No, no, I'm not addicted to anything. While in the throes of active addiction. Huh. Anyways, he got into it with uh, his girlfriend at the time, uh the widow of his deceased brother. And she took the gun and threw it into a trash can near a school. And it was then taken by a, taken by a homeless guy and never seen again. At least I think it was never seen again. I don't remember. But the fact of the matter is, Secret Service was called out to go find the gun. And then, oh, it's, it's, we don't have any of that, those documents. No, you're imagining things. Well, from Judicial Watch, uh, the Secret Service finds the Hunter Biden gun probe documents they denied having. Whoopsie. Uh, Secret Service has found hundreds of documents it previously denied having in relation to the probe into Hunter Biden's alleged gun violations Conservative watchdog Judicial Watch revealed on Thursday. Judicial Watch has been investigating if the Secret Service protected Hunter from scrutiny after the president's son revealed in a 2019 text message the FBI got involved in the case of a missing firearm tossed in a Delaware dumpster by Hunter's former sister-in-law turned lover. Jerry Springer called. He wants his plot lines back. Nobody was charged with wrongdoing, according to reports. Oh, boy. Uh, text messages purportedly from Hunter reveal what appears to be a contradiction in an official Secret Service statement, which claims the agency, quote, had no involvement, end quote, in an alleged case involving 
Hallie Biden finding a gun inside Hunter Biden's pickup and tossing it in a trash can behind a grocery store where they frequently shopped. Yet Hunter's text messages say the police, the FBI, the Secret Service came on the scene. The gun store owner who sold the weapon to Hunter reportedly refused to supply the paperwork to the Secret Service when they allegedly sought to retrieve it at the time of the incident, suspecting the agency's officers would keep the documents away from scrutiny. Hunter has also allegedly made false statements on a gun purchase background check, ATF Form 4473, conveying false information to the ATF on 4473 carries a fine up to $250,000 and up to 10 years in prison. Judicial Watch has sued the Secret Service for all documents related to the firearm owned by Hunter. Conservative Watchdog has accused the agency of repeatedly changing its position on its possession of of possession of inflation related to... All right, Breitbart. I get it. Andrew Breitbart's dead. You don't have to hire copy editors to make sure your articles make sense and aren't clunkily written and just brain-numbingly... How did that get in there? Please, for the love of God, fix yourselves. Anyways, on his possession of information related to Hunter's potential gun violations. Quote, the Secret Service's changing story on the records raises additional questions about its role in the Hunter Biden gun incident. End quote. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said in a press release, the Secret Service now says it has located over 100 records, totaling over 400 pages, and will complete its initial processing of these records by January 9th, 2023. It's just... It's asinine. I get it. The Secret Service has a job to do. However... If, in the course of your job, you're committing a crime by covering up for anybody related to the president, son, daughter, wife, husband at some point down the road, whatever, then you are, go- then you are not offering the presidential protection. You're not enforcing law. If you're, you know, in, the, in case of uh, uniform secret service, we're usually investigating uh, counterfeiting, but I digress. Fact of the matter is, if you are covering up crimes and then refusing to you know, turn over documents related to those investigations, <laughs> you are a publicly funded entity. The American people have every right to know what is going on. It is absolutely asinine to think that you can just do whatever you want because, oh, we work for the president, and yeah, that's, that's all we have to answer to. Insanity. All right, speaking of the insanity... I'm glad I started on this one or decided to do this one last because 
if I started the show with this, I would probably just be pissed off the entire time. Apparently, what American children have a problem with these days is that they are not porn literate. Yes, that's right. I said literate about pornography. You see, time was way back when, when you were just a young man, you'd go try to find your your father's nudie magazines and you get the titillation of flipping through and seeing seeing topless women, or depending on the uh, the publication, the acts of a sexual nature, and you know, these were things you did. Well, okay, it, it, it's one thing as kids getting older, they figure this stuff out. Got it. I was a, I was a ten year old boy at one point, and these things happened. These things occurred where it's like. It's like, oh, the uh, the shop that my dad's hanging out at, they have a Playboy calendar in the bathroom. I was going to go flip to the pages. Been there. Wasn't always a great person. Wasn't always necessarily the most moral guy in the world. But then again, as a kid, you're, when you're a kid, you're curious about these things. It happens. But it's one thing when a child... Oh, pardon me. You know, has questions about these things and is curious about these things. And they seek it out and they kind of flip through stuff. Okay. That's normal. It's not necessarily to be, you know, praise is great behavior, but describing children from human beings from infancy to, you know, being a geriatrical coot retirement center as being a sexual being, that's something else. And that is something that um, a director with Planned Parenthood obviously believes. An executive director at Planned Parenthood's sex education arm claimed that children are born sexual while simultaneously advocating for comprehensive sex ed from kindergarten through 12th grade and porn literacy for certain ages. Yes, that's right. At a certain age, not only should you be able, not only should you know what you're looking at, you should be able to figure out how to do it on your own. Interesting choice of words. Bill Taverner, Taverner, I don't know. Don't care. Who has advocated for sexuality education at US congressional briefings? is the executive director of Planned Parenthood Center for Sex Ed located in New Jersey. The center provides training materials nationally and hosts the largest conference for sex educators in the U.S. In 2015, he said, quote, uh, We have in our society an assumption of, sex, of asexuality of people with intellectual disabilities. It's a myth that's perpetuated and we, and really, we are all sexual beings from birth until death. Taverner did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Planned Parenthood also did not immediately provide response to a request for a comment on whether Taverner's statement on sexual beings was consistent with the organization's viewpoint. However, Fox News Digital 
found a similar statement on a Planned Parenthood sex ed document. Planned Parenthood said in a guide entitled Fundamentals of Teaching Sexuality that sexuality is a part of life through all the ages and stages. Babies, elders, and everyone in between can experience sexuality. Around the year 2012, Taverner said that children of a certain age should be taught about pornography and sex ed, a position he has maintained up until at least February of last year. Taverner says that it appeared to say during the 2012 interview that some of that some erotica was useful. He said, uh, "I think there's this yearning for information that young people have that that hasn't changed. The delivery of how we get information is quite different. I think the internet is a major influence on how people learn about sexuality. There's access to erotica, pornography. That's very different for young people 30 years ago." It's certainly not as accessible, certainly not as instantaneous. So there's a lot of information that is useful. No, because the the thing with pornography, with what you see in a porn video, it's a performance. The majority of women who have their boyfriend go full porn star on them, do not enjoy it. What you see in the video is a lie. It produces uh, expectations for sex that will never be met. Women will do things and degrade themselves in these videos in ways that you think you will grow to think is natural that this is part of this is part of sex in all actuality it's not so the idea that you should show porn to teenagers is is great is a horrible idea um as much as some of the preaching and wokeness and bullcrap that goes on TV shows. This is one thing I will say that one of these shows has gotten right. Uh, We watch Grey's Anatomy. I I will own that. I kind of enjoy it, minus the woke preaching. But, but, there's an episode in this season where they're trying to... um, Going on the uh, Roe versus Way got overturned. Oh my God, it's the end of the world storyline. Where they're trying to do videos teaching teenagers, you know, sex ed related stuff. And they're trying to be cool and hip and all this. And one of the teenagers said, talks about wanting to, you know, you know, be able to do it like a porn star. And one of the doctors giving this class, she just schools him on porn and the expectations that it puts into people's minds about what sex should be. And it's, it's all theater and staging. It's not real. It's like, oh, my God. In the midst of all this, oh, my God, we're in Seattle in the state of Washington where if you want to shoot your baby in the face after it's born, you can. 
and we're going to lose our abortion rights. Um, if in the midst of all of that, they did something right on what porn actually does to society, or not necessarily to society, but to the individual. They got it right. I was so happy when I was thrilled. But the idea that you need to incorporate it into sex ed, other than to say, hey, you're going to come across this. You know, it's 2022. Everyone's got a smartphone, and all you got to do is if you... Type in a Google search and hit a few clickety clicks here and there. Boom, you got it. But keep in mind, it's there for you to watch, for you to fap away, and call it a day. There, there is nothing in those videos that a woman really wants you to do. It's degrading to her. It is degrading to the men who participate. It is pure degradation at its finest. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, that is not the society we live in. Yeah, we we talk about all the time about yeah. The groomers on TikTok, and yeah, I did talk last week about how the growing body of evidence is that transgenderism is a social contagion. You know, I highly recommend you go check out Glenn Beck's uh, most recent long-form interview that he did. Uh, I don't have her name, but. At the age of 11, she got a smartphone. By the age of 12, she was identifying as trans. By the time she was 16, she had already been on, you know, the puberty blockers, uh, cross-sex hormone therapy, had a double mastectomy, had her breasts removed. Then by the time she was 18, she was suicidal because, oh my God, what did I do to myself? I I am not this. I am a young woman. All because she got a smartphone and she had teachers that wouldn't stand up for her. That immediately just, oh, well, okay, that's how you want to be. She She had medical professionals psychiatrists, psychologists who would not go, okay, let's, let's talk this out. Is there anything else going on in your life? And, and this is something I said for a long time. A lot of this is in the brain. It, it, a lot of it's in the psyche and how you process. The majority of trans people have other mental health issues, not just the gender dysmorphia. Gender dysphoria, excuse me. And this poor young woman was taken advantage of and abused by the very medical system that if her parents had just been pushing a 
you know, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, it would have been considered abuse. Unfortunately, the medical professionals were the abusers. And we see this all the time. We see teachers, you know, I'm a safe person. Just scan this QR code. And the QR code takes takes kids with their cell phones to porn sites. You have teachers who, I use mix because you got the MIS for Miss, MIS for Mr. You really can't tell. It's, it's all hunky-dory. This is not what society needs. Society needs compassionate people who are willing to go out and show that they care for these kids. Go out and show that they care for their neighbors, for those around them. Whether they're different than them, whether they are the same, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, have enough love and respect for their neighbors that they will tell them the truth. That if they're wrong, they will tell them. That if they are wrong, they will correct them. They will rebuke them in a firm but loving manner to keep this society whole. Unfortunately, we have gotten to the point where being forward and being honest and speaking truth is hateful. And the truly loving thing to do is to buy into people's delusions and to just go along with it until at the very end, That person has committed suicide because you bought into their crap. You fed into their delusion. You gave them the confirmation that what they're doing is good. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? You're you're going through some stuff. Let's sit and talk. Let's figure this out. And hey, I think you're wrong on stuff. Here's why I think you're wrong. But I don't hate you. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you telling you what I believe, and I'm just calling balls and strikes. I love you. I want to make sure you are well. We have stopped that. All because, well, it's not nice to tell them that you know, they're not really a girl. Ab. Absolutely insanity. All right, so now that I'm done on that depressing track, before I go into my final spiel about, you know, the, you know, subscribe and all that stuff, I have to say, congratulations are in order to my nephew and his wife on the birth of their first daughter. Uh, Ellie came into the world earlier this evening, 
It's a little early, but uh, Mama has uh, has diabetes. She's had you know juvenile diabetes. She's grown up with her whole life. There's no you know it's it's out of her control. But you know they had to go in and do a C section day and you know bring Ellie Mae into this world, and so she is. You know, mama's doing well. Ellie's doing well. You know, dad is doing what dads do. I'm sure he's excited and, you know, hanging out in the NICU because, again, six weeks a little early, but I think Ellie will be fine. So, last of the scotches to you, to uh, my nephew and, you know, your wife and baby Ellie. Congratulations. Shalom. All, All the best wishes. Thank you so very much for being awesome parts of our family and take care of that little girl. Cheers to you. All right. Now that I've got that scotch burn its way down my system, again, thank you so much for listening. Those of you who are tuned into this live, you're awesome. Thank you so very much. Uh, those of you who are listening on podcasts, watching on YouTube, or... I'm now on Rumble. I'll have to get the, uh, make sure I get the link and put that in the show notes so you can watch this on Rumble. Thank you so very much for watching, listening, everything else. Make sure you are able, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button on Rumble. I think there's a subscribe button there. Hit that thing. Podcast, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. It's the same four things I ask every week. Number one, please subscribe, like I just said. Number two, please rate the show five stars. I'll accept four. Three and below, we need to have a conversation. Find me on Twitter, at FakeTylerMorgan. And just my DMs are open. Just be like, hey, man, uh, yeah, I, I want to rate you a two. Here's why. It's cool. I'll, I'll accept your criticism, your critiques. Maybe you just hate my politics. I really don't care. But, you know. Glad, glad to have the interaction. Once you have rated it, please write a nice review. I mean, don't get crazy with it. Just, you know, embellish a little if you need to. But like I said, just say you like the show. That easy. After you have done that, please share this episode. Send this episode to a friend. Send this episode to someone who you think will absolutely hate this. I, I'm good either way. I'm easy. I may be easy, but I'm not cheap. But anyways, thank you so very much. Um, again, realnessdaring.com slash shop. Check out the merch. I've been trying to get stuff done with new merch, but let me tell you, when you work like 60 hours a week, it's kind of hard. Again, you know, check out what I've got there. Um here in a couple weeks, I will be done for the year. So I will probably the uh, 17th will be the last show of this year, and I'll come back after New Year's, locked, cocked, ready to rock. Be standing by again. Thank you for making 2022 so freaking awesome. You're great. Love you all. And as always, stay relentless. Tyler Morgan Show is a Relentless Daring Media production. 
The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.